0: What does a mad cunt do?
1: Hello, and welcome everybody to the ET Games Podcast. This is Level 93, Red Dead Nintendo. That's right. We're back with another episode of. The Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. Uh, This is a two for this week because we were delayed and we had a bunch of good news come out. Um, I am your illustrious host, Shane O'Hare, and I am joined by the ever Luscious. Ever luscious Josh Jackson. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? I fucking like that. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, It is late. I was sick today. Um, I'm trying to push through it. Um, And Carlos and Juan bailed on us something about a, like carlos is celebrating his birthday or something i mean i don't know he, it sounds like he just doesn't have his priorities straight
0: i mean man what's the deal doesn't didn't he have a birthday last year
1: yeah i mean like he when when i turned 18 um i and this probably explains a lot of my my late mommy issues but when i turned 18 i uh, asked my mom like hey i'm turning 18 like do you have anything planned for me because i want to do stuff with my friends um that was the theme of the uh the conversation, but when I got to I I didn't get uh I had something playing with my friends out of my mouth. She's like, Um, no, you've already had enough birthdays. No, Literally, she had the right idea. I was like, Oh, fuck you. Um, and it explains why I haven't talked to her in a couple of months. Um, so uh before we get into it, I want to thank our uh lovely sponsor, loot crate. Go over to lootcrate.com/slash geekscape and sign up for your monthly mystery geek. And Gaming Gear Box. If you don't know who Loot Crate is by now, um, you're probably not a real geek. Um, But if you go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape and use the promo code geekscape, you'll get a discount. Um, They don't have November's crate up yet, um, but last um, month the theme was horror. So um, if you order by the 19th of November by 9 p.m. Pacific, you will get that crate um, they have a lot of other crates. Um, they have they have a wrestling crate coming out. They have um I'm pretty sure they have a uh um like a Firefly crate, a Harry Potter crate. Um they got a lot of like uh, specific ones that are um, you know, dedicated to uh to those uh properties. So check them out. lootcratecom slash geekscape. Promo code geekscape. And the so, new crate
0: the new standard crate came today with uh, Freddy Krueger chopsticks, so that alone made it
1: worth it. Oh, yeah, okay, so um, that's the Horror Crate. What did you What did you get in it? Uh,
0: Walking Dead t-shirt. There was a book of, like, a superhero book of, like, failed superheroes, something like that. Uh, Freddy Krueger Chopsticks, uh, Crystal Lake uh, Banner, and there's a few other things that I missed that I can't think of off the top of my head, but it was actually a pretty good one, especially the chopsticks, like, was kind of awesome.
1: Cool. Um, and we're doing a new thing this week. Uh, we are streaming on Twitch. Um, we're doing a live streaming of... This recording. Um, we try to record Thursdays at nine p.m. Pacific, but this is currently Saturday at ten thirty Pacific. <laughs> so um follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games, uh, Facebook, geekscape.net, um, and keep an eye out. Follow us on uh, Twitch, Geekscape TV. Um a lot of self promotion. So what do you say we just get into it? Um there was kind of um oh, there was some I don't know, like like a new like a new game boy came out was announced this week. Like something like what, what, what I happened? Something, nothing, nothing completely monumentally like life changing, right?
0: Just a new Nintendo.
1: That's right. The new Nintendo got officially announced and revealed. Um, we, uh, did we talk about the, the tease on our last episode? No, we didn't. Ah, gotcha. Um, so, uh, so, um, Nintendo just tweeted out, Hey, NX trailer. You know, Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Pacific. And uh, and uh, if you're watching this on Twitch, i got a plane right now. But uh, it, the trailer came out. It was three minutes long. And it was way more than I was expecting. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. What were you expecting? I, mean,
0: I know what I wasn't expecting. And that was to have your friends wave you down from a roof and have you bring your Nintendo over, your Nintendo <laughs> Switch over to play your games on like a fucking roof party. I don't know what the hell was going on with that.
1: And everybody, everybody in this, there's no kids in this commercial. It's all like people like eighteen and up. It's it's really interesting. Um, and there's no kids. There's no family. And
0: uh, yeah, that. Hey man, that, esports teams are a family.
1: A <laughs> family that splats together, games together. Um, the uh, yeah that uh, in the trailer, there's that really like cheesy like you know oh Veronica is over at at her apartment that is
0: fucking a loft. pretty
1: big a big ass loft apartment in New York City and she's she can't find a job so but she can you know it was so uh sitcom and they were people across the street waved at her like who does that doesn't happen I, like, I feel like pe- they like what?
0: peeked into her window from like a roof across the street and were like come over here bring your fucking Nintendo Switch
1: yeah it's like oh f- man I don't want to fucking hang out with because she's a weird girl that crochets Ah, she's got that new Nintendo. Fuck! All right, bring her over, invite her over. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. If anybody hasn't seen it, um, it it's coming out March two thousand seventeen, which is a lot sooner than I thought it was going to come out. Um, and when I saw that release date, I literally screamed. Um, what do you What do you think of the hardware so far? Um, I it all the patents that leaked and stuff that we have talked about um, came true. There is a um, a tablet, Kindle, iPad like device that takes these controller modules. Um, so all the leaks were true, but, um, what, a uh, what do you think? What do you think?
0: I mean, looking at it in action and reading all those patents for so long, were like two completely different things. So when the trailer actually came out and you see how the damn thing's like a transformer almost, where it's like you dock it to play it on the TV. And then when you're ready to take it with you, you plug in the two ends of the controllers into it and like slide them into the side and take off with them. Yeah. It's really impressive technology that it's going to be able to run the same games you know wherever you are basically um as far as you know there's still so many unanswered questions this like let's be honest this is just a as this reveal is essentially just a glorified commercial but there's so many things that we don't know about it as far as what the um you know resolution hit or frame rate hit if any is going to be when you take it portably what the battery life's going to be. Uh, one of the questions I had after watching this was the issue of backwards compatibility, which actually got confirmed, I think, yesterday, that it will not be backwards compatible. But they went out of their way to specify that it, they were saying that it wasn't going to be backwards compatible with physical media. So, so um, with that it, said...
1: It basically it basically confirms out that there is going to be no optical drive in it. Um, right. It's purely going to be cartridges. And the cartridges look about the same width as a 3ds cart but they are much thicker like they they're they're like two or three 3ds's like thick yeah um and like we talked before solid state media is like super easy and super ex- um, cheap right now um so and there, it, it, there's probably gonna be a lot of um online connectivity there's gonna be like get the cart and download patches mm, yeah like, I, I, wouldn't I have be a feeling surprised. like that's gonna happen
0: yeah and not just that but i think one of the things that a lot of people took away from it is that in no point during the trailer do they tap the screen yeah so people are wondering if they're if it's going to have any kind of touchscreen compatibility at all since it's kind of been a mainstay for nintendo's systems for a while now
1: I, um, I i would say knowing nintendo and knowing how um you know just knowing how they operate they if the f- if the feature was there they would show it off. Like they showed the guy putting it down next to a, m- a bunch of Amiibos. So you can safely expect, I mean, well, there is Amiibo support, but if they, if there wasn't any touch, if there was touchscreen, it would have been in the trailer.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like at this point, it's such a standard where anything that slightly resembles a tablet from, you know, phones to other gaming handhelds up and down, like l- freaking laptops nowadays have touchscreens. I feel like, I feel like if, they are going to offer some kind of an eShop compatibility or whatever, that they need some kind of dual screen just for, just to be able to continue to let people be able to download the DS games or whatever, mm. assuming that they're even going to be available. Yeah. Um, they,
1: um, they did say that there was going to be, um, uh, there was going to be backwards compatibility, but they don't know how There there's no, you know, there's no like hard information.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even really seem like they know, you know, that they have everything in order yet. But I just feel like at this point that that feature is such a mainstay that in like the gyro controls, a lot of people in the Splatoon community, now that it seemed like the trailer was, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the trailer seemed like it was hinting at a possible either Splatoon 2 or Splatoon like uh, re-release or a port. And being able to play with the gyro controls on the Wii U gamepad was, was like was vital to be able to aim as fast as a lot of players got used to after a while so to get rid of that would make the game it would make it so that the dual stick would be mandatory and would make the aiming a lot slower than what the first platoon was so that's another thing
1: that's when i first fired up splatoon i hated like the motion aiming i was like this is garbage and I was so happy that, that I was about to, you know, it was going to be a game like breaker for me. It was like, I'm not going to play this. Oh yeah. That's probably why I killed you so much. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> not that. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to buy you a fucking computer and we're going to play counter-strike and I'm going to get my honor back. I haven't had my honor in about a decade, but I'm going to get it back.
0: <laughs> Is it ever since your 18th birthday?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm excited. I it's a lot it's a lot more impressive than I thought it was going to be. Um, the controller modules um, are pretty dope. I don't know how it's going to work. Like um, there's no D-pad on the modules. There's it looks like the old C-stick buttons from the 64. Um, so that's going to be interesting to play with. But the Pro Controller does have a full D-pad. Um, the um, what really uh, got me going was the third-party supporters now every time a nintendo console comes out the first thing they say is we got all these mad third-party supporters we're gonna be be badass and then the only third-party supporter that releases it content on there is ubisoft putting out like shaking babies you know crazy babies and like party party cats and and shit like that
0: so and even then it's only for the first year and then they see it's not selling and then withdraw all their support
1: yeah but um we got uh 505 games activision Arc System Works, Atlas, uh, Bandai, Bethesda. Which in the trailer you saw Skyrim. Um, I didn't. I wasn't sure if it was Skyrim or not, but everybody like pretty much confirmed it. Um, which is the weird thing, co-
0: though, isn't it weird that I don't know? To me, and you know how I am about HD remasters and stuff, but it seems so weird to me that the thing that most people took away from it is that you could play Skyrim on it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you could also play Skyrim on your Xbox 360 and PS3 for the last like four years, so. <laughs>
1: I but is it? But Skyrim Remastered is coming out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, fucking Skyrim Remastered. Who cares? Just go play. <laughs> Just go play the one you already
1: have. I mean, it's, it's like Fallout without guns.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's exciting in the sense that now that Bethesda is on board with Nintendo for the first time, that going forward, hopefully, yeah, whatever games what? they come out in the future will be on the Nintendo console as well. But Skyrim, in particular, without any future implications, I'm kind of like cool like Skyrim, I can already play it, but good for anybody who, for, I, it's ma- its biggest value to me is that you'd be able to play it portably, but it's not like a, it's not anywhere near a deal breaker for me. Cause it's not like it's anything new at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, I never really got into Skyrim. So, but it's, it was important enough to, sh- to show that because every, cause the new Zelda br- Breath of the Wild, uh, looks gorgeous, but. It's that Nintendo gorgeous, the same way that um, Wind Waker was absolutely gorgeous, but it it wasn't like a modern game. So for them to show Skyrim, it's like, hey, this is a powerful console. It's it's gonna it's gonna play Skyrim remastered. So um, we can uh, w- without you know showing off specs, it does have a NVIDIA Tegra, a new NVIDIA Tegra, which runs um, which is a processing GPU that's designed for mobile. So like all the NVIDIA Shields. Um, run that. So uh, it's it's going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful. Uh, a couple more partners that are coming with them: uh, Capcom, Codemasters, EA, From Software. That was re- like that was really a surprise to see From Software on board. Um, what uh, what other games besides the the Souls and the um, Blood series do they make? Armored Core. When was the last time an Armored Core game came out? Like two years ago. All right, you know you should. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, worry, you're, you're, not
0: from, you're not the only one who had no idea. Um, Mo- most of the gaming community had no idea either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monst- they made a Monster Hunter Diary game for the DS, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2, Armored Core Verdict Day, September 2013. So um, they made some Gundam games, Armored Core 5, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Ninja Blade. Huh. But yeah, I was excited to see them on board. Um, what else do we got? Um, Frozen Bite. Game Trust, Grasshopper manufacturer, which is my favorite video game designer Fifty One Studio. studio. Um, Gung Ho, who I don't know who they are, but their logo looks like their logo looks like uh, one of those like clip-on vibrators that girls can like you put on and you can like still have sex with them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Hamster Games in creates KT um which is Koei Tecmo. Uh Konami, so apparently Konami still making games. Level 5 Marvelous Maxim- it's gonna have like a
0: pachinko pachinko games for the Nintendo Switch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um is Platinum Platinum Game No, what's the what's the game company whose logo is a P with a star? Yeah, Platinum Games. That's Platinum. Platinum Sega, uh, Spike Toonsoft, Square, Starbreeze, Take Two, Telltale, THQ, Um, Traveler's Tales, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, something that's completely in Japanese, um, Autodesk. Uh, CryWare, Dana, Epic Games, FMod, havoc Engine, Rad Game, Silicon Studio, Ubiquitous, Unity, and Web Technologies. So they've got you know they got all the main engines on. They got all the main developers. Um, it's um it, I'm excited. I'm excited. We've got we've got a few months. We've got five months before it hits out. So and um, I think they also
0: said that they're not going to release any more specifics until uh, through the end of the year. So this is probably all that we're going to get for a while. Damn, that's that's
1: shitty. <laughs> especially
0: um, cuz it's so close to release and we're barely finding out about anything now. It's just kind of a well I mean Nintendo's been doing that for the last couple of years, but I think this is the first time they've done it with a whole console where everyone's kind of in the dark up until like the last minute. And that's kind of what this is. Like they're barely teasing it and showing that it exi- exists 5 months prior to release. Yeah. And then 3 months or 2 months or 3 months prior to release we're not going to know anything else about it according to their own statement.
1: Do you think um I'm looking at the the like the main product video. Do you think there's going to be uh, I don't know like peripheral supports with like the base unit, or is it just gonna is it just gonna be like a dock that upscales?
0: Um, well, I hope that there's going to be some kind of peripheral support. Not for me personally, but I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed if they're like now that they just brought back the GameCube controls and stuff, if those adapters aren't going to work on any future. Instalments of Smash Brothers or any other game that people want to try out, but I mean it's yeah, Nintendo they're kind of from the beginning they've been huge on peripherals, so there's no way that there's not going to be like a ton of attachments or whatever that are going to be brought out for this thing
1: mm. uh, what do you think of the name
0: Nah, I mean, I don't feel strongly one way or another about it. It feels slightly like it feels slightly contrived but not too, not too off
1: the wall um yeah you know, I, I always think their code names are so much better. Like NX was like dope and like the revolution was dope. Dolphin? Um, no. Uh, yeah. Dolphin was dope for the, the, GameCube like code. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I played dolphin. I flipped some fins. If you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've said. Dolphin? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but it's not, not that weird. Um, so anything else on the switch that you want to, like anything you're hyped, any, any speculation do you think, Oh, you got a price idea. What do you think it's going to be priced at?
0: Uh, I have to go with 300, which seems to be the popular theory. It's below... Well, it's about the same as PS3, uh, PS4 ps and Xbox One's like, cheaper models, but it's still cheaper than what PS4 and Xbox One launched at. It seems to be a nice... It's a little bit more expensive than a handheld, but a little less expensive than a home console. And not just that, but... Aside from, you know, aside from the pricing and all that, from what we've seen, I'm really excited that they've all but confirmed a new 3D Mario game that looks like it's going to be in the style of Mario 64, or Galaxy, etc.
1: Did, um, did you, do you think that was actually going to be like a proof of concept or it felt like just like placeholder? I, I, I don't think that was like announcement of a game or anything. It was just like there's going to be a Mario and it's going to be 3D. Like, well, I, I d
0: I remember that and now that most of the leaks ended up coming true. One of the leaks said that they were planning on having a new 3D Mario game near launch. So that that wasn't a leak;
1: that was an official statement.
0: Oh, okay. So if I mean, if that was an official statement, then if the system's launching five months from now, they have to have something together. So more than likely, even if that wasn't like, even if that wasn't gameplay footage and it was just something thrown together for the trailer, I'm sure that they're going to end up releasing a game that looks like that. Gotcha. Um, aside um, from that, like Mario Kart 2, they were teasing, like, much like Splatoon, we don't know if it's a port or a sequel, but they did have, in a brief, like, footage that they, sh- uh, that they showed of Mario Kart, it did have a new character that wasn't in Mario Kart 8, and also, it, if you notice, if you look really closely, the characters are holding two items at the same time.
1: Yeah, Double Dash-like.
0: Yeah, so it's not, like, a straight Mario Kart 8 port, so, again, we don't know for sure if it's a full sequel or if it's an updated port, but we do know for sure that one way or another mario kart's going to be on the system most likely somewhat close to launch
1: yeah and, and uh i would have to say double dash was my favorite um mario kart game ever yeah so I would like too. to, I would, I would like to see i would like to see some double dashing return um so yeah uh red dead redemption also got a trailer the same day uh, a little bit after um the nintendo one i Rockstar was uh, tweeting out um, some images that were very reminiscent of the old Red Dead um, uh, Red Dead Redemption logo. And we got a trailer. It was um, just like the Grand Theft Auto 5 trailer. Where it was just showing like just the world and the environment. It, it really it fucking feels like Grand Theft Auto with horses just from looking at this this trailer. Um, I've played none of the Red Dead games. Um, uh, have you have you played any of them?
0: Yeah, the first one was terrible, but that wasn't really Rockstar's fault. And then the second one was probably one of the best games released that year. So,
1: um, now, wasn't the first one pretty much, like, it was just, it was levels with a slight overworld, and Red Dead Redemption was pretty much, like, that whole sandbox Grand Theft Auto thing.
0: Yeah, if you remember, uh, Red Dead Revolver, which was the first one, was a Capcom game, And it was floating around in development hell for a while until they finally canceled it. And I think Rockstar bought the rights off of them and just pretty much finished making it based off of what they had. Gotcha. So then when Red Dead Redemption came out, that was pretty much Rockstar's first attempt at the game from the ground up. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what you said. It's like GTA in the West with horses, but it ended up translating so well. And especially at the time that the first one was released, it was so much different from any other games out there because not only were there no other sandbox games that were set in the West out there, but all of the things that you could do in the game, like being able to like hogtie people and put hitch them to the back of your horse and hunt for bounties, uh, be able to hunt animals and craft items out of their pelts and that kind of stuff. Um, that, there was just so many different things that were completely new to not just the sandbox genre, but to games as a whole. And being able to create such a huge, detailed, in-depth environment in that setting was just a huge achievement at the time. So, like with Red Dead Redemption Two, it has a lot to it has a lot to live up to, and since a lot of the novelty will be like it's not going to be it's something brand new anymore, of course. So I feel like they'd have their work cut out for them in order to meet the lofty expectations that everyone's going to have, but. Rockstar seems to be pretty good at knowing how to continue to build off of the worlds that they crafted in the past. Like Grand Theft Auto Five, for example, is probably my favorite one in the series. And when you think that they can't do anything new with it, they ended up doing the three, you know, the three separate protagonists, uh, new take on on uh, on the same environment that they had in um, San Andreas. And they just had so many different, like, unique off-the-wall characters to go with it that they just found a way to make it better. And I'm sure they'll do the same with this one.
1: Yeah, um, it, I, I, it's going to be good. It's going to get, a, you know, great reception. Uh, it's obviously going to be, a, you know, a sequel to Red Dead Redemption, which was there. I'm looking at the Book of Knowledge at the, the two um, Revolver versus Red Dead. And um, uh, so, you know, you're right. They They did get the game from Capcom and uh try to uh redo it from the ground up but Red Dead is their game from inception to to birth. So this is going to be a sequel to their complete original title. Now, what wasn't there like a um now spoilers for anybody who hasn't, you know, beaten the game, but doesn't the main character die like in that yep. game?
0: Yeah, and then the very last mission you it flashes forward a couple like a good 10 years or so and you play as his son and then you Basically, kill the guy who was responsible for killing him, and then your okay. new game, your new game plus, was just playing as the kid wrapping up any side missions or whatever. Hmm. So that's another thing that I was wondering because you know, at what point is this going to take place? Is this going to be brand new characters, or is it going to continue from the first one? The you know the ba- the banner that they're using for the promotion with like a whole group of of uh, cowboys. Is it going to be? Similar to Grand Theft Auto Five, where it's multiple protagonists. I mean, there's still a lot, you know they've left a lot in the air, and I'm sure that's they want us to sit here and talk about it. So it'll be interesting to see what direction that they go into with it to keep it fresh, like we were saying. But did, you said you never got to play any of them, huh?
1: Never played it. Um, I I don't have an Xbox 360, and I don't have a PlayStation Three. Well, I have a 360, but it's in parts downstairs in a box, so I'm not going to play that again. Is it is it on like a uh... The, the Sony Online Store is there? Didn't they get like digital re-releases? And everyone was like, "Why didn't PC get one?"
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's on PlayStation Now. I don't think that it's a. I don't think it's been officially re-released.
1: um Let's see. You can get Red Dead Revolver on PS4, but Red Red De- Red Dead Redemption is PS3 only. So mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I know. It, I think it just went up for backwards compatibility like a month ago on Xbox One. But I don't. I don't think there's any way to play it on PlayStation if it's not on PS Now.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll get into it. I always say I want to play these games, but I'll never, I never do. So fuck it. Um, well, speaking of backwards compatibility with, uh, Xbox one, we got ourselves, uh, a pretty, I guess it was big enough that it hit the news cycle. Um, but the orange box is getting Xbox one backwards compatibility support. Um, now the, the orange box, in case anybody doesn't know, was a, um, a collection of games that uh, Valve put out in 2006. Yeah,
0: 2006? I think I'm pretty sure it was six.
1: Um, and it had uh its main its main push was it had Half Life Two Episode Two, which was the last Half Life episode we got. Um, but it had um, it, well, it had all the Half Life Two Episode One, Episode Two. Um, it had Team Fortress Two, which was like the big one, and it had Portal on there. And Portal was, you know. Obviously, Portal completely fucking blew up and became one of the biggest fucking uh, games of all time, uh, and they they weren't really pushing Portal, so it was kind of a shock, I guess. To um, yeah. uh, it was kind of a shock to um, Valve, but I don't I don't get it. Why why go through the time to make backwards compatibility for the Orange Box on the 360 when the disparity between Team Fortress Two on the Orange Box and the disparity uh, and Team Fortress 2 on PC is monumental. It, it has not Team Fortress 2 on on the orange box has not been updated in since it, it came out. It has just never been updated. So there's a lot of glitches in, and and um, exploits still in the game. There was no new weapons, no hats. There's no new levels. Portal One. I mean, you can get that on every console. Half Life Two Episode Two. Like I don't I don't get it. Why put the effort to make this? This particular physical release backwards compatible.
0: Well, like wasn't wasn't that funny too? How when it came out, I mean, you were t- you touched on it a little bit, but I feel like the orange box kind of went on to be known as the portal game, like yeah. the portal disc with a bunch of other free shit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it was. It came at a time, at least. Um, it came at a time um, where how am I trying to like? I'm trying to like articulate this. Um, it was. It was when Valve was still working with EA and wanting to do, like, physical releases of all of their, their products. Um, and I think I think they were, like, contractually obligated to put, put this out with, with EA. Because Valve hasn't released a physical copy, at least in the U.S., of anything in a long, long time.
0: Since Left 4 Dead
1: 2, right? Um, yes. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. Because that was out on the, the consoles. So, um, it, it was released... And it was this weird time when they were transitioning to full digital. So it coming out on the consoles. Nope. CSGO was on, a, um, was released on Xbox. Um, oh, yeah. but that, ne- that never got a fucking. That's right. Like a- another, another. It didn't get a fucking update, um, ever. Let's see. Counter Strike Go Xbox. Uh, but, um, it was, yeah, like I, said, I, I keep trying to, like, articulate. It was a weird time when they were transitioning from physical to fully digital. Um, and, uh, it just. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Why take these three? Like a an out of date multiplayer shooter and out of date, you know, single player game. You can't. uh, It does have the 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 Half Life source files, but you can't mod on. Um, you know, the the, well, actually, you can. They they you do have mod support on the consoles now. So that's just
0: Xbox One though, and that was only with Fallout, as far as I know.
1: Oh, okay. So I mean, it was like it's only specific
0: games, basically.
1: Okay, so so you can't just like install them, and they're obviously not going to make mod support for. Uh, half-life on there so it, it just it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to make it backwards compatible my only question is if they do are they going to update Team fortress 2 on the Xbox one um, and then make that you know modern multiplayer game but' I, don't, I just don't I don't think so well it's uh, it's just a really weird thing to see hit the news cycle if that if if I'm now if I'm being articulate enough
0: yeah I think I think it's not too much to it you it's just that it was very popular when it came out It's kind of achieved somewhat legendary status over the years because, like you mentioned in the beginning, it has Half-Life 2 Episode 2, which was the last piece of Half-Life content released at this point, plus Portal. And not only that, but it sold so well on the Xbox 360 that they probably figure that either a lot of people still have it, and that'll give them an excuse to go back to it once it hits the news cycle, or Mm -hmm. there's so many traded-in copies that people who've maybe never played them can go back and say, oh, hey— well, now that it's here, let me drop five or ten bucks on it in the bargain bin and see what these games are like. And then now let's see. Uh, let's be, see what
1: GameStop is selling it for.
0: And then now they'll be adequately prepared for when Half-Life three
1: never comes out. Um, The orange box for Xbox 360 is thirty dollars.
0: Holy shit. That's a um, lot more than it was <laughs> like a few years ago.
1: That's pre-owned. I bet you f- this says, oh, no, it was 30 bucks for PS3. I was going to say, I, I bet you if I was going to assume that they really, they knocked up the price when they got announced for Xbox one, but $30, I don't, I don't know. I just, we're talking about it though, but it just doesn't make it, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. No, nah, I can see it. Yeah. I, I mean, guess I'm, I'm just more, uh, you know, utilitarian than most people.
0: Yeah. Maybe so. Or maybe you just yeah. like to shit on everybody's fun because you're PC master race and you think you can
1: go on with your mods and shit. Think, think, no, 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 no. Don't, don't even get me wrong. <laughs> there's no, there no thinking, yes. I can shit on everybody, you fucking plebeian. Um, so there's a big voice actor strike going on that I didn't know anything about until you told me. Um, and I I actually, surprisingly, I have lots to, to to say on the topic. Tell us about the um, strike. Fuck, I completely like went brain dead.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Apparently, this has been in the works for a while, according to the article that we referenced on Shack News. It's been this uh, negotiation process has been going on for, I believe it said two years. Let me confirm that. Yeah, two years, which is sounds crazy that it's been going on so long. But basically, voice actors are on strike and is putting and the strike is, as a result, putting games that are scheduled to release in mid-February and beyond uh, in their releases in question due to basically the actors deciding that they were going to uh, go on strike against Activision, Disney, Electronic Arts, Insomniac Games, Warner Brothers Games, Take-Two, amongst others, which, like we were just talking about, that covers Red Dead Redemption, that covers Injustice 2, since I don't think that's done, that covers the Spider-Man Insomniac PlayStation game, that actually covers a pretty wide variety of big releases, if what this article is saying is true. And basically, the reason behind it is that currently, voice actors get paid $850 per four-hour session. And whatever they get paid at the time of service is all they get paid. And they were negotiating uh, residual pay. So basically, according to an article with Deadline, they were hoping to get uh, additional payment for each 500,000 copies sold up to 2 million units. So, like we were talking about in the pre-show, I have no idea what the standard is for voice acting and how residuals are paid to voice actors. But I do know that, you know, if you're in a commercial or if, like a live-action commercial, if you're in a TV show, a movie, or whatever, there is residual payment on those projects. So, again, I don't know what the standard is on voices. And if, say... Being a voice in a movie or a cartoon show, you, those actors continue to get residuals or not. If so, I don't see why the video game should be any different. If not, again, I don't see why the video game should be any different. It sounds like on paper to me, it sounds like something. Did that you just say that twice in a row? What on pa- on paper?
1: No, no. Like, like I, I don't know if video games are any different. <laughs> you said that twice in a row, and I thought I just fucking stroked out for a second. Oh no,
0: no, I did because I was saying either way, <laughs> if if vo- if um. You know, if say if uh, voice actors in movies get residual pay, it should be no different from video games. But if voice actors in movies don't get residual pay, it should be no different. Like, I feel like whatever the standard is is what it should go by.
1: Um, is there a voice actors a union? Are they unionized? It's just part of SAG. Okay, so it is part of SAG. Man, fuck SAG. Um, I, I when this when this came up, uh, I uh, remember, and I and I just pulled up the quote. Back in 2008, the guy who voiced Nico Bellic um, went on and like made a stink um, because he he was recording Nico Bellic's voice and uh, according to this article in uh, the website that shall not be named because I'm not going to give them any fucking attention, um, um, he, um, he was paid $100,000 over the course of 15 months. And he said, he said, quote, obviously, I'm incredibly thankful to Rockstar for the opportunity to be uh, for me to be in this game, well just a nobody and an unknown quantity, mister Hollock Holoc35 said last week. But it's tough when you see Grand Theft Auto 4 out there as the biggest thing going on right now, and they're making hundreds of millions of do- dollars off of it. We don't see any of it. Um, uh, and at the current date of this article, 2008, it says, unlike other forms of entertainment, this SAG Guild doesn't have a policy in place for video games. So actors don't get royalties on games sold, even if the game becomes one of the best selling titles of all time um and actually because of that when he came out um when they did um when they released Lost Lost in the Dam they were like no we're not fucking hiring this guy again uh, ever again he's not you know he's we're not going to have him record new dialogue and actually Nico Bellic's character was like specifically um in the two expansions just um reused um uh like, reused dialogue so maybe it is time you know it Maybe it is time that they get um, compensation. Um, But do you think that Michael Hollick, who has done, uh, he did no other voice actor work in any other game. So uh, do you think he, you know, shot himself in the foot or?
0: Well, see, I don't think that's fair because it sucks that he like from the quote that you're reading. And I remember when that happened and. It didn't sound like he was disparaging anybody. He just said that it kind of sucks that it's selling so much, but they're not going to get any more credit for it, which I think is a, f- which is a fair criticism to make, even if you don't agree with it. It's not like he was sitting there saying, fuck Rockstar, give me my money. But that's oftentimes how corporations work, where it's like, if you at the slightest bit sound like that you're not a hundred percent grateful that we gifted you the opportunity to work with us, we're just going to blacklist you, which it sounds like is what happened. So. <laughs> It's like, in retrospect, and I guess what, you're, what you read just now answered my question, is this standard with uh, voice acting, and it made it sound like it's only in video game voice acting that doesn't have a policy in place where residuals are paid. So I don't think video game voice actors should be treated any different from any other type of voiceover artist. And that's kind of, and the the defense that in the article that we have here, the present day one, the defense that the companies are using against it are saying that you know that their programmers don't get paid for uh don't get paid for units sold but in the past there's been plenty of coverage and articles about how developers and programmers get bonuses for how much not like you know not residual pay but they do get bonuses if it sells a lot or they get bonuses if it's a certain metacritic score so that's not yeah. even completely true
1: yeah and don't even get me started on that fucking metacritic debacle because that was the whole thing that was um uh, uncovered in um gamergate which was um uh that some fuck what I'm trying to say some journalists were colluding to like okay let's give this game a bad score so they don't get their bonuses cuz fuck those guys yeah so it 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 honestly it they they there should be parity with um um you know traditional acting if they're if you're a part of sag and you're paying in sag uh sag should go to bat for you um and uh there 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 needs to be uh you know it, it needs to be fair um i hate unions i hate sag but if it's there it's got to be fucking it's got to be there you know for a goddamn reason so that's just me um is there um did they uh, are they is there any games or titles affected um because of this uh, cuz i remember the big writer strike um season 2 of heroes got fucked so yeah. is there is there any um is there anything that's been affected
0: nothing that's been uh named specifically um Again, it just vaguely says that anything that's, um, okay, here it says, right now the strike affects all games that started production after February 2015. So basically anything that's been developing throughout this year that's not fully recorded yet's being affected. Okay. So, like, off the top of my head, like, we just mentioned Red Dead and um, Injustice, which are two big ones. Uh, the new Spider-Man one. Um, I guess, I'm assuming that Activision's already working on next year's Skylanders and... Call of Duty games, so those are probably going to be affected. Um, EA, whatever they come out with every year. I mean, there's like Madden.
1: Well, um, do um, in games like Madden, do the players who uh, provide voiceover um, uh, like do they have to join SAG? I have no idea. That's a good question. That's an interesting question. If any, um, if anybody, uh, if anybody knows that, do non um, uh, like if like. I don't know, Colin Kaepernick. That's a name that's in the news, who I think is a football man. Uh if uh <laughs> if uh if he goes out and um records audio for uh Madden, does he have to join SAG? So anybody knows. Uh, we got someone in the chat that says if you aren't doing a union job, you're not gonna get union backup. Um so I mean, I don't know. This is this is an interesting topic. I would like to see where it goes. Uh I don't think it's gonna get um it's not going to get a lot of uh, what what you say uh, traction. Uh, no, I, no, it'll get it'll get traction. I just don't think that'll. Um, it's not going to get a whole lot of fucking coverage until like until the stuff that we want to consume gets in the Is way. Affected. That's the same thing with with any protest. Nobody fucking gave a shit about the writers until. uh Oh, <clears throat> where's heroes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Uh, you know like, that's actually funny too because like around here, you know, we don't have to go too much over. All like, you know, the protests and stuff that are going on because of current events nowadays. But no one in my circle really said anything until it was like, oh, these fuckers are blocking
1: traffic. Like, <laughs> yeah, eg- eg- Exactly. E- exactly.
0: But yeah, so another interesting thing, too, though, is how many people are going to, you know, cross the picket line, so to speak, and maybe record under a pseudonym or something just to or if they're just going to go over their heads and hire a bunch of crappy second tier actors i'm sure there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of penalties you can fucking get for that
0: yeah like, i mean they're all in, they're all in place but then if they think they can get away with it and i'm sure the companies are going to try to do whatever they can if this isn't resolved in a timely manner to continue production without them whether or not it's hiring other people or what but i mean it's happened before in other you know in other avenues and other circles so i yeah, wouldn't be surprised like, to nobody see like scabs
1: here. Nobody likes scabs. Uh, theorist DJ in the chat says nobody likes scabs. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it's a developing story. Follow us at uh, geekscape.net at Geekscape Games for all the up-to-date news. As long as we're awake, which I usually sleep in pretty late. So anyway, uh, want to get into what we've been playing? Yes. I want to hear about the NES Classic. Uh, that's what I want to hear about right now.
0: Okay, perfect. Because I was able, and I'm actually mad, and anyone in this chat's probably not going to believe me, but a bunch of the Pokemon exclusive stories that came out this week like i was among the group that was like the first to hear them but unfortunately Mm -hmm. unfortunately this is a volunteer gig and i had a bunch of schooling and had to spend time looking for work so i was like oh whatever i'll just write this you know once the workload dies down then all of a sudden i think on tuesday or wednesday i think it was i don't know if it was game explain or like polygon that wrote it on like wednesday like two days after i was there and they're like oh there's no more hms in pokemon and there's no more gyms i was like motherfucker i was i asked the guy that question on the first on the first uh group of press that they invited and i was like oh
1: really so they they
0: (laughs) i was so pissed and it made it so that i couldn't it made me kind of upset and i couldn't focus it was part of the reason i couldn't focus on my like third test of the week and i ended up fucking that up too which made it even worse
1: Wow! Wow! But, so your question was the one that hit the fucking newswire.
0: Yeah, like two days later. So, yeah.
1: Why so didn't you write it? That's dude, what you, you did. You call you call me because I had to pay for
0: college out of pocket. And I, was like, <laughs> me, I was like, if you, I fail this, that's like five hundred dollars or nothing. So let me make sure I do this test right.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you you call me and I'll write it up and I'll just put it under your name.
0: Yeah. No, you can take credit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if my name's on it. I just wanted it on the site. And I was like, yeah.
1: well, whatever. It's water under the bridge. It's over with. Anyway. Well, well NES... no, I'm telling you. When John hears this, you're going to be pissed. He's going to be pissed. We're uh, all he... pissed.
0: Oh, well. It wouldn't be the first time. I like I could, I like pissing people off once in a while. Absolutely. I don't do it. I don't do it nearly enough. So, But NES
1: Classic. Yes, NES Classic.
0: Um, it's great. I mean, it's, it's hard to talk too much about it because it's exactly as advertised. It's just basically an NES shell with... An NES controller that is, it's is—it's—it's like I haven't felt an NES controller in so long that I, I forgot how light these things are. But yeah, but it, those things
1: are like half the size, aren't they?
0: Well, the actual controller was relative to, it was like maybe slightly smaller than the old one, but it wasn't noticeably smaller. Hold on, hold on. Because I have a picture of it on my Instagram, and people were actually saying that it looked huge, but that was more because of the perspective that I took the picture at. But in my hand, it didn't feel too much different from the old one. Uh-
1: Hold on, because uh, I I remember seeing the the press photo and like it's like it was considerably tinier than a standard NES controller. Check hold my on. Instagram;
0: it's up there. at New Joshua on Instagram.
1: Is it Inu underscore Joshua?
0: No, I all one word. I N U J O S H U A. All right, hold on. We're doing this live, folks. We're doing this fucking live. <laughs> but yeah, um, um of, we like the presentation was an oh. hour and a half, and we had a billion games to go through, so we didn't play too much on it. But they had me. Go hold on, the...
1: hold on. I hold on cuz I saw a picture of like the Famicom classic and it was like here this is what I saw. I'm gonna send this to you in the back channel. This is what I saw. Now, and correct
0: me if I'm wrong but wasn't the Famicom controller smaller than the NES controller anyway? Th-
1: but it, not, not that, that small. small. Not that not small, that but small. it
0: was, I'm pretty sure it was smaller than the American NES controller. Um which actually back to- talking about the Switch a little bit again. That was actually one of my only major concerns was that the controllers like you know how they showed you could turn them on their side and use them as NES controllers kind of like the Wii they look mm-hmm. so small like with those people huddled up around playing um playing with the controller flipped to the side i was like man i can imagine that getting real uncomfortable but but yeah but as far as the NES classic it had three different um uh three different aspect ratios you could choose from either have it be like the classic style where it's where it has the black bars on the side to fit like an old standard TV with the you know with the same pixelation and everything and then you could switch it to like widescreen or i can't remember what the third setting was but basically it had the three settings the controller felt very light the system itself and this it probably is what it this probably is what it actually is but the con- the console itself just felt like a hollow shell that was meant to look like an NES and it looks exactly like one of the old NESs except the console itself is significantly smaller than the old one, okay, but I feel like it's I feel like it's gonna be a huge hit for the holidays for Nintendo both from gamers who want to have that collection of retro games and for lapsed gamers who are sucked in by the nostalgia of it all and it is, has it, like, is
1: is it worth is it worth
0: well it depends it depends how many of the games you own already because if you think about it, I think it's like sixty bucks and it has a little over thirty games. So that's about two dollars a game. But if you own most of them on like the virtual console or the eShop or whatever, then like it really the value goes as far as what you own already. Or another thing too is since it's HDMI uh since it's all HDMI plug-in, it would make it really easy to stream if you there were some like old classic games that you would have trouble streaming on from any other console. Another thing no. oh, was oh Sorry, real oh, go quick because I don't want to forget. Uh, another weird thing about it is that it it's it plugs into like a it plugs into us to a USB port, which I thought was kind of weird for power. Yep.
1: Well, so, I mean, like, I mean, have you uh, like it requires? Does it come with like a, a wall wart, like a power adapter, or does it have to plug into a USB port like on your TV? That's the thing. Like they
0: they specified that you could plug it into like an i the uh, iPhone adapter. So, or basically, like, any plug-in adapter that has a USB support, but the demo unit that they had over there was plugged directly into a USB port without an attachment. So, that I'm not completely sure on if it's going to have its own adapter or if it needs to be plugged into a USB unless you own a separate, like, third-party...
1: Hold on. This needs to... this needs to be confirmed because that is the most cheapest, hokiest bullshit ever. Because, yeah, a lot of fucking TVs have USB ports now, um, but... And like the the at um, the
0: back the, of the system I'll post that.
1: Well no, 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 I mean I could totally see it being powered over USB, but it not coming with an adapter in the box. It's like the, the Chromecast, Google's Chromecast is ran off of USB um, and it, it, you know it's you get a modern TV there's going to be a USB port on there um, and you just power the the Chromecast off of it but but that came with a Walwart like adapter. Yeah. Them not to include a fucking like 5 cent adapter is 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 bullshit. So I'm trying to see like what's in the box.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll I can email Nintendo and try to find out on Monday. But yeah, that's Let's something see. that I, I was so like we played Pokemon first and then the NES Classic second. Okay, I all right, think that was right, so. Right. Uh uh-huh.
1: comes with one old school gray colored NES Classic controller and an AC adapter. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, woo! Crisis averted.
1: Crisis uh, crisis I'm not getting it, but crisis averted.
0: but yeah so we'll let's run down the rest of what we got to check out at the event um again pokemon sun and moon and this is the point where i'm going to talk very very light spoilers from the first 30 minutes of the game so if you want to go in completely blind um you might want to tune out for a little bit here but at the same time this is going to be further proof that i was actually fucking there and i did find out about the hm so fuck (laughs) you whoever else reported it first which is everybody else at this point but um yeah pokemon sun and moon it was a lot different than all the other ones from the first thirty minutes of the of the full game, it
1: or of the demo we, or
0: no, it was the fu- it was the full game that they had on display over there. They just took it out of our hands after we got to a certain point. Gotcha. But yeah, there was a few things that were really peculiar about it. Your characters that you play as, if I don't know if you remember the trail, the reveal trailer where it was like the kid who moved from Japan to Hawaii and he didn't know anybody. Yeah, I remember that. And then he becomes friends with all the Hawaiian kids because they all played Pokemon. Yeah. And I And I guess that was supposed to be foreshadowing the plot of the game to an extent because you're playing as a family who just moved from the Kanto region, which is where the red and blue took place, to Alola. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I noticed was that in your room there's an Alolan Meowth, but in the living room there's a regular Meowth. And basically the idea was they brought the regular Meowth with them from their home. Um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure to ask them, since there was a Meowth, like an old Meowth in your house, is whether or not you would be able to catch any of the old forms, which they confirmed that you would not be able to catch the old forms in the new game, and all of the forms that are wild are going to be, uh, the Alolan forms, which we kind of figured, but the other question that I asked is, if you breed, if you breed an old form... I'm all about
1: breeding. What? I'm all about breeding. I'm all about breeding. Of course,
0: but... If you if you breed the old form in Sun and Moon, will it hatch as an Alolan born poke or a Alolan form Pokemon since it was born there? Which they actually didn't know the answer to. Really? Um, yeah. I, I I kinda stumped them a couple times. I was asking way too detailed shit when I was only supposed to be talking about the first half hour, but <laughs> um but yeah, like the very beginning of the game, one of the one of the popular theories going around is that the assistant to the professor kind of looks like one of the ultra beasts, so there's just been this theory that she's like an ultra beast in disguise, which i don't know so much about that, but she did have like a creature that's not a Pokemon in her purse that ends up running off into the forest and gets attacked by a bunch of spiros and so your case,
1: uh-huh so there's there's people like thinking that uh she's going to be a pokemon uh,
0: that's a thing that ultra beasts are like new monsters that are being introduced into this game, but they're really pushing the idea that they're not Pokemon. Okay. So but they're like some other kind of like extraterrestrial thing, like form. So she apparently has one of them in her bag and I believe that it's unnamed at this point. Like it's not hasn't been revealed at any other point. But it's kind of like a dark cloud with like antenna on its head. Whoa, and like whoa, a,
1: dark, dark. The the proper term is black.
0: Tell that to level five, they made two games on PS2 <laughs> called Dark Cloud. But <laughs> But yeah, basically, like your character tries to save it from a bunch of like a flock of Spiro that are attacking it. And then like the bridge that you're on breaks and you're both about to die until the guardian of the island swoops down and saves you. Then they end up having this whole thing where they're like, oh, if it saved you, like you must be special. Let's do the ceremony where you choose your first Pokemon. And it's like this whole thing where you pick your starter Pokemon. But then remember that scene in Airbud at the end where. It's he fucking
1: has to, air <laughs> He has to
0: choose between the kid and his old owner and they, they're kind of standing in between him yeah. trying to see which way he walks. So that's kind of what they do with your starter at this one where you pick your starter and then they sense everything has to be like a ritual in this game because of um, cause Alola, I guess. But they have the, this ritual where they have the starter stand across from you on the stage and it has to decide whether or not it trusts you or that it chooses you. It chooses you after you choose it, I guess you could say. So it's, like, this really long sequence where they're, like, staring at each other, and then finally the Pokemon, like, jumps up and down. They're like, oh, it accepted you, and everyone starts celebrating.
1: (laughs) The way you describe it, it sounds like the way that, like, pickup artists describe, like, getting women. It's like, you ain't gonna get a chick until you choose her, and she comes after you. Well, there you go. That's probably why... Women are basically Pokemon. They just need to be fed and trained and taught what to do. and So they could fight each other? Yes, yeah, you heard it now, World Star. <laughs> you heard it you heard it here. But yeah, GeekScape Games, women aren't people.
0: Jesus Christ. They they're animals. <laughs> what a what a great episode to launch our live streaming on. <laughs> um, but, can't take shit back. You <laughs> can't take shit back when it's live. But No, absolutely not. But yeah, I mean aside from that, the gameplay features I won't go over too much cuz by now everyone's probably played the demo and n- can see a lot of the changes from that, but um, overall, it's promising. Black and White were the only versions that had really str- uh, strong focuses on story. This one seems to be moving more in that direction. The game looks significantly better because of how they upscaled all the character models. Now that they got rid of the grid-based movement, which from the beginning was one of the things I said I was most excited about with this game, where you know, the environments are full 3D and you can move around them in, like, a full 3D space instead of it being grid-based like every other Pokemon game before it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of promise so far, and I'm pretty excited. I'm just bummed out that it seems like they're abandoning Mega Evolution. That's, like, the only small negative I have.
1: So, my, my anecdote for um, <laughs> trying to get the demo, um, I was, uh, I was after we recorded the podcast, I wasn't feeling too well, but I had to get up, like, super early in the morning, so I, um, I like, Put the podcast up and went to bed. um And I'm lying in bed. I'm like, "Fuck, you know, I might as well download that demo and, and give it a play." I had not I didn't touch my fucking 3ds in a long, long, long time. I think since Comic Con was the last time I physically interacted with it. And it, it was sitting uh, next to my bed, next to my Wii, um uh, plugged in, charging. Well, I go to fucking like turn it on, and the fucker just does not turn on. And I'm like, "Oh, fucking great." It, well, first I was like, "Oh, it just needs to be plugged in." Well, it wasn't taking a charge. And I'm like, "Oh." fucking great and i'm googling shit while i'm in bed I'm like god damn it this thing is this thing is like like i'm looking at people like it's fried like you know you gotta get a new battery like all this shit it was like it was ridiculous so i got to take a charge by like holding it upside down like putting it on my nightstand next day i couldn't fucking get the thing to work um so i ended up like taking it apart because apparently um oh i I got to take a charge a little bit and i got to turn on but if i closed the lid it would just shut down um and it would, it would like the battery would like rapidly discharge, or or something like the, the the date and time wouldn't stick. And apparently that was the thing. Like there was a ribbon cable that that goes up to the top screen that it, sometimes it gets pinched and it shorts itself out, out. So you got to take the whole thing apart. I found like a, a an iFixit teardown. You got to take the whole thing apart, get to it, like un like bend this ribbon cable and put it all back together. I got to like step five, and my 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 screwdriver fucking stripped the head of like. The, the two screws I needed to like proceed to take the back plate off. So I got fucking stuck and I'm just like things like half apart. And I'm just, I'm just so, I was so frustrated. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I don't play this thing anymore. I'll just buy a new one. Like, you know, whatever. I put the thing back together and it just worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't fix anything. I just took it like a quarter of the way apart and put it back together and it's working. So I downloaded the, the demo. Like I might play it tonight. um But that's my 3ds. Anecdote. Um, yeah, that was a great story, Shane. Tell it again. I'll tell it again. Uh, what else <laughs> did you play? What else did you play? Um, at the event, as
0: far as games that aren't already out yet, because a lot of them were already out. Um, Mario Party Star Rush. We got to play. I think it was called Coinathon, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically where every coin, like everybody's just playing mini games at the same time, rapid fire, and every every point that you get in the mini game is a coin every coin that you get is a movement on the is a is one space on the board and you have to make a certain amount of laps around the board to be the winner and this this isn't the main uh, mode of mario party star rush even though the main mode is also supposed to be where like everyone's moving at the same time instead of having to wait turns because it's supposed to be a much more fast-paced um much more fast-paced uh type of gameplay compared to most mario party games but I have to say that this particular mode is really really fun. Like you you there's never any downtime. You're always doing something, you're always playing, always competing. And when you do when you do well enough on each mini game, you can uh you can get like a randomly placed item kind of like Mario Kart that'll randomly sabotage one of the other players. Mhm. And it can all be played with one cartridge with download play. Oh. So, like th- like the whole game, like every board's not going to be a- available through download play, but a lot of the basic modes, uh, will be. So all you have to do is have one person with one copy and you can see, it seems like you could have a lot of fun with it, which is Ooh. something that I can say for the first time about a Mario Party game in a very long time because they haven't been very good <laughs> in recent years. Uh, but aside from that, Disney's Magical World 2 was a lot like Disney's Magical World 1, which was just Mario Party with I'm sorry, not Mario Party. It's pretty much Animal Crossing with Disney characters and a more like uh, a mission-based style of uh, progression. But this one is pretty much the same game, except they added newer stuff like Frozen and that kind of thing. And then lastly was Skylanders Imaginators, which came out the day before this presentation, which there's nothing a whole lot to say that's new about it that's not already all over the place, but they did make it so that if you don't know this game is the first one where you can create your own Skylander. They have a program where you can have them like 3D print a model of your own of your created Skylander and have them mail it to you and it's fully functional as like a playable character like if you take your 3D printed figure and put it on your on your base it'll pop up as the character that you created in the game that you submitted.
1: That's really cool. Uh how much is it? 50 bucks. Right on. That's, and then, that, I mean that's that seems pretty reasonable.
0: And yeah, and then if you wanted if if you just wanted to be able to summon your character but you didn't want to pay that much for the actual figure, they have like a trading card that you could have printed instead, which is essentially like the amiibo cards. And it does the it's for fifteen dollars instead, and it's the exact same thing. You have a trading card instead of the actual toy, but when you put the trading card on the base it pops up with your character. Gotcha. And then for twenty five bucks you could get a T shirt printed with your character on it too. So it's like all these <laughs> other things. And then, like, outside of the Nintendo event, the only two major games i played since last show were Battlefield 1, which you were 110% correct on when you said it's basically just Battlefront with World War One stuff. Which, it's fine, it's fun, but I don't feel like you could take it all that seriously either because there's so many, like, random variables with so many people playing at the same time that there were so many times where you just spawn and, like, uh, two seconds after spawning you're just dead already because you happen to that's the battlefield experience yep pretty much and when it doesn't happen it's a lot of fun when it's constantly happening it fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the world war one stuff is all great the you know the plane well one of battlefield's biggest takeaways is being able to move in and out of vehicles mid battle so the planes worked really well the tanks being able to ride around on a horse and just fucking slicing people with the sword was pretty awesome um, and the way that they structure the online mode where each one is based off of, like, a real World War One battle, and each team's, like, a side in that actual fight, I thought was kind of cool. Uh, the little bit of the campaign that I played, on the other hand, was kind of samey, I guess you could say. Just like every other fucking shooter.
1: I am, um, Ex-
0: Except um, you're in a tank for some of it, so that was cool.
1: Uh, Kenny, our, our own Kenny Craig, has been, like, trying to get me to, to get it, and, um, I had, um, I had a... Uh, how would you call it a a financial institution muck up? Um, so uh, money's tight right now. So he um, so on Friday he uh, texted me, um, "Want to play Battlefield?" And I said, "And I explained like I can't afford it right now." Yada yada yada. Um, and then like hours later, uh, he just sends me a text message that is uh, it's obviously like a CD key. Uh, it's a game code. And He's like, "Happy Kwanzaa!" It's an Origin key. <laughs> so he bought me the game and just sent it to me. <laughs> so Kenny, thank you, thank you dearly so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, I have it downloaded and um, I'll be, uh, I'll definitely be playing it with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for uh, Kenny Craig. So I guess, <laughs> I guess he could, he, he could afford buying me a copy of the game because he didn't have to buy shoes.
0: Yeah, I imagine he saves a lot of money on that. <laughs> um, but I, I, mean, was a, I was,
1: could, could oh, he... another, another, another quick anecdote. I was talking to a friend. And I was, and he's like, oh yeah, um, how's the game? I'm like, um. I don't know, I'm not really a, like I'm not really like into it that much because it feels like Battlefront, but also like it's really historically inaccurate. Like, yes, technically, um, the SMG that's in the game existed at the same time, but they never gave it to anybody. It never like passed trials and blah blah blah. And like I went through this big like diatribe about how like the weapons aren't historically accurate. And he looks at me, he's like, What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, can't can't you enjoy anything? Like but it wasn't historically accurate. It's like what what None of it is historically accurate, all right? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) So, I mean, it was very introspective that, like, okay, maybe I'm getting upset over, like, completely the wrong thing.
0: Well, you know what was historically accurate, as far as I know, (laughs) was Mafia 3, which I finished today. Nice. It was actually, it's such a fucking shame. I mean, I talked about this a little bit before, but now that I finished it, it's just so much worse that the game itself is so well-told. I don't think there's ever been a game that's been in this type of an environment, and they do it in a way that feels very authentic in the sense that, like, you can't go into whites-only places without getting the cops called on you if you're in, like, No, I
1: heard heard that if, like, um, you're in a black neighborhood, um, the police will be delayed, like, responding to 911 or responding to, like, your activity, whereas if you're in an affluent white neighborhood, they'll be on your butt.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's how it works too. Another funny thing, like it's kind of a small thing, but it's like when you're in the black neighborhoods, you'll walk by and they'll all say like hi to you and you'll, your character will say hi back. If you're like in a rich area or a white area, they'll be like, oh, what's he doing around here? He looks suspicious. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. And it's like, but like the best way for me to describe it is like a, a segregation, era, segregation era Rambo meets Kill Bill where it's like you're running down the list, killing off mobsters, and you're like a former Vietnam vet who was kind of pushed too far, I guess. And the voice acting is amazing. Like, the story is so well told. The environment is one of the most unique ones I've ever played. Pro- probably because I don't think there's ever been a game that's been set in that time period, has there? At least not uh, not in America. I mean, there's been Vietnam games and such. But not. In a, I don't think there's ever been a game where you're playing as like a black guy in the south in the middle of the civil rights era.
1: Yeah, no, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head that are you know worth noting.
0: Yeah, and it, it's just so well done,
1: and it just Theor- such a shame. theorist, theorist in the uh, the chat says it's Jim Crow era. I don't know Jim it? Crow era. Is it Jim? Wait, no. What is it? I Jim think, Crow? Era? I
0: think Jim Crow era is technically before the late sixties, isn't it? Uh, I mean. Because the oh, civil rights until act
1: 1960, up until 1965, according to the Book yeah, of knowledge. and then
0: the game takes place in 1968, so it's like right after the civil rights act was passed. But you know, of course, the South is going kicking and screaming into it. There's actually mm-hmm. a really telling. You know how a lot of these games have like talk radio and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's a really telling. Remember on the last show, I was talking about how I played that mission where you kill the KKK leader guy. Y- yeah. So the KKK leader was actually the talk show host that I'm referring to. And there's this whole speech that he gives at one point in the game where he basically says, like, he's blaming your actions on all black people and he's turning it into like a race war instead of it just being one, one guy who happens to be blacks getting revenge on the mob. He's turning it Mm -hmm. into like black people are turning, reverting into savages. Mm -mm. And like in the same, in the same discussion, he justifies the white people killing black people by saying, well, we're being forced into segregation. We're being forced into an unnatural way of life. And of course, people are going to be reacting that way when you force them into something they don't want. So it's like in the same conversation, he's like justifying the whites, killing the blacks while calling all black savages because my one character was killing mobsters. Jesus. Yeah, it's so not only that, but there was this one mission like that I played where like that I played this or last night right before I finished the game where you go undercover where they have like these underground negro boxing matches where like the rich people bet on the black people fighting and they call them like they call them jungle fights and then (laughs) 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 it's so fucking horrible and there's stuff like that all throughout the game and it's like and the way that like the way they do it it's it's always present but at the same time it's not the main focus of the game because at its core it's essentially like i said it's like kill bill it's a story of revenge where you're slowly taking down all the lieutenants until you finally get to the head of the mob and when you do get to the head of the mob it's actually really similar to kill bill where instead of a big fight the two characters just kind of sit down and have like this really really interesting like retrospective comparing the two characters before like the big finale so Hmm. it's just such a shame that the game itself kind of sucks like the gameplay from the gameplay aspect the ai is stupid the game is glitchy as fuck it crashes so much um it's it's that like it's so like there's only like I said in the last show it's essentially Assassin's Creed one all over again where there's only like five missions in the whole game but you're regurgitating those same five missions for thirty hours until the game's over. Really? Yeah. And there's gonna be so many. There's gonna be so many people who don't get through this game or hear about that asp- that aspect of it, which of course is a huge aspect and justifiably won't give it a chance when I feel like it's so unique that. Even despite its problems, it deserves at least a shot. Mm-hmm. But fuck, if this game had like maybe six more months of development time and a few other ideas to as far as mission structure thrown in, this would have easily been like one of the best games of the year. But it's hard to justify that on story and setting alone, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm really interested in, in the era. Do you think that um, um you think I should pick it up or wait till it's on discount?
0: I mean I can't on I can't I can't honestly recommend it to anybody in its current state if you're gonna really? go out and buy it at full price. If you find it discounted for sure. Like personally, I'm I'm playing this off of a rental, and even though I beat it and I'll probably never play it again, even though there is like multiple endings that you could replay for, but I'm probably am gonna buy the game just to be able to revisit it every once in a while, but I'm not gonna do it until it's like twenty bucks. Hmm. Like there's no reason so. there's no reason why a game where I'm there's no reason that I should be able to justify paying sixty dollars for a game where I'm speeding down the freeway, running away from the cops, and all of a sudden my car vanishes and I'm on foot, and then the cops run me over because they're speeding right behind me.
1: Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I've 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 heard that there's a lot of uh, a lot of problems with it. Yeah. You know, in those regards.
0: Yeah, and it's even worse on PC. I heard. So if you were planning on getting it on PC, you probably shouldn't. Hmm.
1: Uh, what else have you been playing?
0: Um. That's it. That's it. Yep. Just like eight games. You know, not too much. Not too much in the last three days.
1: Um. The uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. The the only thing that I've been playing. Uh, I played some CS. Played the new Inferno map. Uh. The new Inferno map is amazing. It's um. Uh, it's brighter. It's bigger in some places. Um. It's it's dope. Um. So th- the uh, the changes they put out are really good. Uh. Played some Overwatch. That um. I finally I finally started playing part of the uh, the Halloween update. That's pretty cool. Um, the Destiny, uh, I'm going to play some Destiny tonight. The uh, The Halloween update for Destiny is starting on the 25th, I believe. So um, you can like, uh, the Festival of the Fallen, where you can go out and collect masks and do the different uh, <clears throat> different uh, thingies, thingalings, dinglings. So not a lot of games for me. Uh, I'm going to try to, I got my Nintendo working, so I'm going to uh, play that uh, Pokemans. But, um. That's um. That's it. So, uh, what do you say? Really quick mission objective.
0: Mission objective. Um. Yes. What? i oh, I know. I know. Unless you got one. What third party? What third party games do you think would be the best fit for the Nintendo Switch?
1: All right. Well, fuck you because that was pretty close to what. Because I asked the chat earlier, as <laughs> what is your favorite developer you want to see on the Switch? So, um, third party games on the Switch, do you think would fit? uh Do you have an idea? You have yours off the top. Um.
0: Off the top, Danganronpa, because I can't go through a show without mentioning it, and their developer was on that
1: list. God damn, you and you and Danganronpa. <laughs> um, I I want to say a game that I want to see. I want to see. I I want to see, see parody um, from uh, AAA titles. Um, even though it's a game, games I might not pick up. I want to see an equal Madden. I want to see an equal Call of Duty. I want to see all the AAA titles that are getting dual re- releases on the pc and the or the ps4 and the Xbox I want to see it across I want Nintendo to be b- back in the running um uh, as a you know viable option um, I want the the console war to be a three-player game again so i, I want us I just want to see parody and there's no like specific game that comes out um, there's really no specific third-party developer that um, that wasn't on that list that I um, want to see um, so I just i just want <laughs> the I miss the old Nintendo, you know, the, you know, straight from the 16-bit era Nintendo. So that was a Kanye reference. If nobody. Yeah. <laughs> that was level 92, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, checking this is us out. was actually level out. 93, wasn't it? 93. 93, I forgot what we even called it. Um, uh, Where it uh, looks like the Twitch streaming thing um, was pretty good. Uh, I was uh, switching out some sick vids behind our logo. Uh, interacting with the chat. Uh, shouts out to Theorist, DJ, and Geeky Girl AK who are watching us. Uh Renegade Pige and Askew were in there earlier. So um so thank you guys for um coming in and watching us do this live. Uh, as always you can find us on geekscape.net at Geekscape Games on Twitter. I am at Shane O'Hare on Twitter. Uh, I'm getting back into Twitter actually. I've been I've been I've been twatting like a mad cunt. So it's pretty um my Twitter's really racist.
0: What does a mad uh, cunt
1: do? Um just <laughs> Uh, it just does it a lot. <laughs> 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 um, I think I found a stinger. Um, my Twitter is really racist because I follow a lot of people that are Donald Trump supporters, so it's like.
0: <laughs> and you retweet really them all?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, at channel O'Hare at SS Jake and Gaming Platforms. Um, we're on Twitch at Geekscape TV.
0: And I'm at Inu Joshua just about everywhere, including Twitch, Xbox Live, Nintendo Network, and PlayStation Network. So. Go ahead and throw me an ad if you want. I'm probably going to post some more of those Nintendo event pictures through Instagram as well, if anyone wants to check
1: that out. Yep. Uh, so we will uh, see you guys back here next week, probably Thursday. We'll tweet it out um, at Geekscape Games. We'll, we'll let's, um, let's get this schedule going because the uh, the live stream was fun. Uh, it was fun uh, live streaming for you guys. So we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody! Bye! I don't want to go.